Hi everyone, you're listening to Mary Read Scripture, a production of the Ephesus School Network. I'm Mary, and today I'll be reading and you'll be hearing from the Book of Romans. Let's begin, as we always will, by hearing Scripture. Today's reading is from Romans chapter 1, verses 24 through 28. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind, to do those things which are not fitting. If you remember from episode 6, we discussed the word paradidomi, which Paul uses three times in this passage. Repetition in scripture functions to add emphasis to what the author is saying. In verse 24, we hear, Therefore God also gave them up, which is from the word paradidumi, and he gave them up to uncleanness. In verse 26, we hear, For this reason God gave them up, to vile passions. And in verse 28, we hear, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over, paradokin, to a debased mind. As a reminder, paradidumi means to give something up in a close, personal way. The prefix of this word, para, stresses nearness or closeness, a meaning that is often not conveyed in translations. So we might even say that God gave them up from their position of nearness to him, which suggests that they are now in proximity to something else, which is uncleanness in verse 24, vile passions in verse 26, and a debased mind in verse 28. In all of these instances, I believe we can say that Paul is emphasizing that those he's speaking of are nearer to something else than they are to God. God having personally given them up. This last bit may be difficult to hear, but it is not only reflected in the word itself, paradidumi, but also emphasized in how Paul structures each of these three sentences. In Greek, the author has the flexibility to reorganize his sentence structure to place what he wants to emphasize at the beginning of the sentence, whereas in English, there are stricter rules concerning the subject-verb placement. In English, the subject comes before the verb, which draws our attention to the subject first. In Greek, as you will see here, Paul draws our attention to the action first. In verse 24, 26, and 28, the Greek text reads, Paradokin avtus hotheos, gave up them God. Paul is emphasizing the action that those he's speaking of were given up by God. The next word we are going to look at is the word translated as to do in verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. 
This word in Greek is pieo, which means to make, manufacture, construct, do, act, or cause. In scripture, this word can function in a positive way when God does the action or makes the thing, such as in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Follow me and I will make, piso, you fishers of men. It can also function in a positive way when the characters in the story do or act as God commands them, as in Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did, epi eason, as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. This word, pieo, can also function in a destructive way for the characters in the story when they don't do or act according to the scriptural God. We see this in Matthew chapter 3, verse 10. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear, pi un, good fruit, is cut down and thrown into the fire. Here we can say that Paul speaks of those who are making, constructing, or acting in such a way that is not fitting according to the scriptural God. I'm going to backtrack now just a little to look at the word translated as debased in verse 28. God gave them over to a debased mind. This word in Greek is adokimos and is used when something fails to pass the test, is unapproved or is counterfeit, such as with coins or metals. Properly, it can also suggest sterile soil. Either way, the mind that Paul is describing here is not passing the test or proving to be what it should be. The last word that I want to point out is in verse 27. The word is translated as receiving, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. This word in Greek is apolambano, and means to receive from, receive as one's due, get back or receive back. Scripturally, this word seems to be used in one of two ways. The first is to express that those in Scripture receive back what is due to them, like is expressed in our passage here in Romans. Let's look at another example from Luke chapter 16, verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received apelaves, your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. The other way scripture uses this word is in reference to those in scripture being received by God. Let's look at two examples. In Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 through 5 we hear, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that we might receive Apolavomen, the adoption as sons. Also in Mark chapter 7, verse 33, where Jesus heals the deaf and mute man. And he took him aside, Apolavomenos, from the multitude, and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. These are just some examples which demonstrate that Scripture gives its hearers two options to receive what is due to them based on what they make, construct, do, or how they act, or be received by God according to him. I'll be wrapping up Romans chapter 1, verses 28 through 32 next week, as well as airing a bonus review episode that covers everything we've learned so far in chapter 1, 
particularly summarizing these last several verses. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Mary Read Scripture. Bye!